Hello and welcome to another edition of the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for SKC Soccer, Sports Radio 810 WHB, wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you stream your video content. And if you are streaming your video content, you can see the three cans of wonderful Michelob Ultra right in front of me. They're our presenting sponsor, one for each of us. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Joining me on the show, as always, to my left is Allie Trost. Allie, how are you? I'm well, Nate. Would be better if we were coming off three points, but Mm -hmm. back at home uh, this weekend. So that's a reason to get excited. And uh, on my right, uh, off the bench once again, Connell McCourt into the starting 11 uh, in for Jacob Peterson. Uh, how, Connell, how are you? I'm good. I'm not exactly making a pick to kick yet. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not, not at that, that level yeah, yet, right. you know, but I'm coming off the bench. I'm showing what I can do uh, with the last 15 minutes to go, you know. I would uh, I would allow you to make a pick to kick for me at this point because even when I pick Johnny Russell and I think he scored a goal, <laughs> it, gets, it goes down as an own goal and I am still on a goose egg for the season, so... For those who don't know, by the way, and hopefully you know by now because we've been doing it the last two seasons on the broadcast, each of the each of the crew members pick a player to kick a ball in the back of the net, score a goal. Nate has not picked correctly. Although, I see, I would have given it to you this week. I was kind of like about to send out a text in our broadcast group chat like, hey, like let's – Johnny pretty much brought that one up to almost the finish line. Yep. Sorry, so, sorry rule, about sorry. that. Rules are rules. Rules are rules. rules. Are rules. rules. Brad Bertel, producer sorry. extraordinaire, hey, makes the rules. Look, I'm not looking for a hand. I'm the defending champ in oh, picks really? the kick. Yes, yes, yes. Connell, so mm. I'm not looking for any handouts. And much like Sporting Kansas City, I'm mindful of the fact that it's a long season right now. So <laughs> slow start's not going to get me down. I'm going to be right back in this thing here very soon. Um, and, and, yeah, Sporting Kansas City, they suffer a loss in Los Angeles. Coming up on the show, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some of the conversations we've had out here at Compass Minerals today. This is a Tuesday when we're doing this show. We spoke to Peter Vermees and Daniel Shallowy and Logan and Dembe, so we'll, we'll kind of recap some of the things that we learned from those guys today. We'll preview the upcoming homestand, two matches in a row at home. We'll focus on the one this weekend against Columbus because it's got to start there with three points against a Columbus team that's struggling a little bit as well. And we're going to be joined by Nikola Voinovich, center forward for Sporting Kansas City, and a man whose English, I think, blew us all away yeah. when we heard him at the introductory press conference, and he said he learned it by watching movies and the NBA, which means, in my mind, he learned English from Kevin Harlan, the greatest play-by-play man in American history, in my mind, and Kansas City uh, native resident um, as well. So I want to find out who he likes in the NBA, you know, and, and, and we may talk some NBA playoffs with him and what movies did yeah. he learn uh, English with. And then we'll talk some soccer, of course, as well. So that's all coming up on the show, guys. But let's start with it. Sporting Kansas City go to LAFC. Bank of California Stadium, LAFC 3, Sporting Kansas City 1. Sporting got a 1-0 lead for the second straight week. It doesn't stand up. Ali, uh, your thoughts on, uh, on the performance in Los Angeles this past weekend? Yeah, there was a lot that the team – did well and I think you know a lot of good stuff that they can build on as well Um, taking it to LAFC on the road at one of the hardest stadiums to play at in MLS jumping out to that early lead and and even when LA pulled that first goal back you know there was still that that sense that the game could go either way but against a quality side like LA as Daniel Shallowy said today uh, as Peter Vermees and Johnny Russell said after the press conference when you go against a talented team like that you have to bring it for a full 90 minutes because they just have too much depth too much quality um 
And that and, and look, that was a really tough game, I think, for them to go into coming off of that loss in Nashville. That it, or loss against Nashville at home. That that was a difficult game no matter when you play it in the season, just given where it fell in sporting schedule with the form that they've been in, I think just made it even more difficult. But again, some positives to take away. Now you're back to back at home. How can the team really turn things around and as Daniel Shalloway pointed out to us today, kind of get back to something that they were able to do last season, and that was not having any back-to-back -back losses. They were really able mm -hmm. to to turn things around from week to week when they did suffer a loss, and I know they're trying to get back to that right now. I mean, like start of the season, if you look at all the fixtures, you're probably LAFC away is probably one of the ones that you're looking, you know what, we'll probably not get a result there. If you get a draw, great. If you get a victory, brilliant but you're probably not expected to get, because they're probably the best team in the league, LAFC. They well, they're set, first in the West right they now. They set the benchmark. So I think what you said, the loss to Nashville at home, who there's no shame in losing to them either. They're a decent side as well. It kind of made the LAFC game, you kind of, it became a bit more of a must win than it was. And that kind of, the the loss there, you'll take it. That It happened, as you said, 70, 60, 70 minutes sporting done all right. They put it up to them. They created chances. They could have, it could have went either way, and then just kind of the story of our season, Murphy's Law, whatever can go wrong, kind of does go wrong, and like when's that? When are they going to score a goal like that second one again? You know, what I mean that's he just hits it, Tim. You can't really blame Tim. He's trying to cheat a bit and gets caught off his line, but that's just kind of been the story of our season. It's any time you need a bit of luck or the rub of the green, it seems to go to the opposition and not for us, where it kind of has went for us in recent years. It's just we're on the other side of it now. It's a bit easy to just blame luck and stuff like that because, look, you're up against LAFC. You do have to bring it for 90 minutes. They are a quality side. And sadly, we just didn't have enough. Kind of ran out of steam. And then the third goal was just a sucker punch. Okay, I have a few, a few things to cover then from what you guys just said. Number one is, does anybody remember where LAFC finished in the table last season? It was just inside the playoffs. Outside. They were, uh, what, seventh or eighth? Oh, because they lost Vela for, like, majority. Well, what's interesting is, and, and I need to check on the standings right now, but last They have week, the laptops in front of them, by the way. I just want the cameras to show they have the laptops in front of them. <laughs> I do not. Okay, well, go ahead. Then where did they finish? I believe they finished ninth in the West ninth? last year. Okay. And outside of the playoffs. Carlos Vela, I believe, started 15 games last year. Out of 20 appearances. They finished, yes, correct, ninth. And what's ninth. interesting, too, is if you look at... He started at 15 out of 20? Um, I think he made 50, 20 appearances, 15 starts, I think is, is right, oh, which okay. is which is less than half the game. So, okay. yeah, he, he was out. Um, the reason I bring that up, there is a lot of conversation right now about the struggles of sporting Kansas City and what it all means, right? And we'll get to the concept of sporting Kansas City getting it right and fixing their problems, which they obviously have right now, and a long season to try to do it. But I think that it's interesting because you made the point going to LAFC, you're not expecting to necessarily win that game. They're the cream of the crop in the Western Conference or one of the teams in the Western Conference that you think of as the cream of the crop. They set the points record in 2019 right before the pandemic. They had an incredible season. Um, the last two years, they haven't had the services of Carlos Vela on full display, and the record has shown it, right? And the reason I bring that up is, I think I've seen a lot of talk about, well, the league is changing. 
maybe the way sport in Kansas City goes about their business doesn't get it done in today's MLS like it used to. This is a sport in Kansas City side that was a, a blown handball call away last year from finishing first in the Western Conference with LAFC, one of those new big flashy spending teams, finishing ninth in the Western Conference. In my opinion, and, and this is the way I see this right now, you have an Alan Polito and he gets hurt for the year, it is devastating to you in Major League Soccer because you don't have the financial resources under the league rules to go replace him. Carlos Vela goes down the guy that scored 34 goals in the season in which you finished in first place, and all of a sudden you go from a team that sets the points record to a team that can't even get into the playoffs in a 17-playoff field, Mm -hmm. right? And so, look, now I hesitate to lean too heavily into that because Alan Polito's not coming back this year. I believe Sporting Kansas City can fix some of their problems and become a playoff team this year. Um, So I'm not trying to write that off in any way, shape, or form. But I do think that perspective matters. I think that sometimes, look, the one team you can point to and say, well, they never seem to have a down year no matter who gets hurt is Seattle. And, and, and fair play. More power to them. You know, yeah. more power to them, fair play to them, and, and, and maybe that's what we should say we're aspiring to be, right? Like they're in a cup final every year no matter what. Well, and now the CCL, which is it, it like to me, what is well, that's been what really impressive about Seattle is not just their ambition to go and win MLS Cup, which they've done consistently over you know the last however many years with Lagerway and Schmetzer at the helm. Now they're they're raising that bar to not just compete in CCL, but hopefully win and then advance to the FIFA Club World Cup. Which I mean, what that does for Major League Soccer. So yeah, like. And, th- and that's what I mean by cup final. I think the rec- – and, and I don't have my laptop, so this could be wrong. Uh, but I think it's six out of the last seven years they've been in a cup final. I was going to say three out of four, yeah. but that may be – I read that kind of stat somewhere, and I want to say it's six out of seven, something like that, whether it's MLS cup final, U.S. Open yeah, cup Open final, cup, or, yeah. or CCL final. Um, so, yeah, but I would say who's been more consistently – you know, in the playoffs and having winning seasons outside of Seattle than sporting Kansas City. Right. So I just think, and, and again, I'm not trying to sit there and, compl- and, and and argue that there's no problems right now. We asked Daniel Shallowy a question about that today, and he flat out said, we have problems. Mm-hmm. We have to fix them. We know that. So I'm not trying to, dis- diminish, to diminish that. Um, but I do think the perspective of you got a bunch of guys that are important to the team get hurt, and you suffer some results, and teams, even the big spending teams, have down years, right? They have years where, because of the, the structure of the league, they have problems. And that doesn't necessarily mean that the whole system's a mess or that it's going in the wrong direction long term. That's just one of the points I wanted to, to bring up. The next one, Connell, is you mentioned, you know, again, going to LAFC, you don't expect to win. The thing that stands out to me so much about this team right now is because this team, without Alan Polito, went to places like Seattle and L.A. and won games last year, just last year, right? Yeah. They went to some. They went to L, uh, Seattle twice, if I remember correctly. They did. They won in July, and then they won again in October. Right. In that very, like, pivotal matchup 
going into to the playoff. Yeah. So they won a game at LAFC, and LAFC, of course, wasn't what, what we thought of them. Uh, you know, last year again they were ninth place, but they went to a lot of places last year and won games. And and I just I noticed there there are some differences, right? And and some of that goes okay. So you mentioned Tajiri Shradi scores this goal in the in the second half of the game. Peter Vermees referred to it as a backbreaker after the game. The thing that stood out to me the most in this LAFC game was after LAFC scored to take the lead, I feel like a lot of times in soccer, the team that's losing, then you'll see the possession numbers switch into their favor. Mm-hmm. And and the other team will kind of take their foot off the gas and sit back, let's just not make any mistakes, let's see this thing out. The possession numbers actually switched massively from in favor of Sporting Kansas City to in favor of LAFC after they took the lead. And and for me, it just kind of looked to me like we got to change our mentality. We got to bring it in this game. We got to fight for everything. And it was there. And they did all those things. And then they still found themselves down two to one. And it was almost like the team just went. Oh my God! Just took a win there. You know, just like- it, it was a backbreaker, as Peter yeah. Vermees said. And so one of the things, Ali, that I asked Daniel Shallowy was about was, you know, you guys came back from behind all the time last year to get results. How do you get back to that? And 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 I I wonder. And he his answer was, well, we didn't lose back to back games last mm-hmm. year. It was like this, that team never lacked confidence at any point last year. This team needs a shot of confidence in a big way, in my opinion. Well, and I've talked to members of the technical staff about this too, even before the most recent losses for Sporting Kansas City, and it, it and it rings true in just about every sport. I mean, things can become a habit. Bouncing back from losses last season was a habit for Sporting Kansas City, scoring multiple goals in games was a habit. Peter Vermees was recently quoted in a great article in the Star by Sam McDowell, who was the former beat writer for the team. And Vermees even acknowledged like, hey, this is the time right now when the team's struggling that I earn my stripes. He was like, when the team's flying in, in past years, past seasons, like I could probably afford to take a few days off just because his influence isn't needed as much because of what individually and collectively the team has built and achieved throughout that success. Same thing happens, though, when you're losing and when you're conceding and and when those moments happen. You do have that feeling of, here we go again, because you've been there before and you've seen how that story's played out. For Sporting Kansas City, they need to flip the narrative. And that starts with two back-to-back games at home. And, And I know maybe this is a bit tired for people to hear, but it is a long season. I mean, just even looking at right now the the playoff standings for the Western Conference, only two teams above the playoff line made the playoffs last year. Two teams. Right. I mean, you're seeing teams who are at the bottom of the table. All the Texas teams are now at you know through these first what eight games or so, seven games seven, or so eight, yep. have have found some of that success. And the other thing I was looking at earlier was, okay, who was scoring for Sporting Kansas City at the beginning of the season last year? And Daniel Shallowy, through eight games, had three goals. The other goal scorers, though, Gotti Kinda, three goals. Jean-Luca Busio, two goals. Alan Polito, five. Elie, one. Jalen Lindsay, one. None of those players all have gone. all either gone, out <laughs> with injury. Johnny Russell didn't score until the 4th of July. <laughs> Another thing that Daniel Shallowy brought up today. And, look, they've got to get some of these new guys in the mix and, and producing. There's been, of course, that acclimation period that – Peter Vermees has talked about uh, at length and and for players who missed preseason Marino's John East wasn't at preseason Nikola Voinovich wasn't at preseason that's extra time that needs to be made up I mean Voinovich was making his MLS debut on the road against Colorado there's things that 
I think have set this team back, key injuries up top. Again, not excuses, just realities that Sporting Kansas City have had to face early on in this season. But it's, it's again, it's a long stretch. We've got the Open Cup draw on Friday. Shallowy said today that he feels that competition, which is one that Sporting's done very well in in the past, has taken incredibly seriously as a club, uh, could be a really good thing to kind of mix things up for them and, and maybe go out and win a trophy. I mean, and it's too easy to be, right, Polito, your, your marksman, your top goal scorer, your assassin at the top, gone. Your most creative midfield player, arguably, and Gotti Kinda, gone. What you just say? How many goals did Gotti he, have? Three? Between Polito Gotti and Polito, they had eight goals through eight games. So that's averaging a goal a game just for those two guys. So that's maybe two guys. the Chicago game turns into a 1-1 draw. Who else do, do we lose by one goal against? Or even the Houston game at home, maybe you don't just win 1-0. And that all that breeds confidence going forward. You've, the way the only way you can be resilient and learn to be resilient is when you go behind and fight back. Mm -hmm. If you have those players in the team, this is a different game. Maybe you lump that ball up and it falls to Gotti Kinda or it falls to Alan Pluto. They would take that shot on that uh, Chirati scored against us. The way we're playing at the minute, just the confidence doesn't seem to be there. I can't see anybody else taking that shot well, on. Well, and and the other thing too is consistency and not just personnel, but even. Tactically, I mean, we've seen Peter Vermees switch the formation up a number of times early on in the season out of necessity because the players that have been in and out of the lineup. Shall we mention today that switching to that double pivot with um, Remy Voltaire and, and Roger Espinoza with Marinos Janis playing as that lone attacking midfielder. He said he kind of liked the, the way that 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 uh, formation played out for him and, and said that he, they even felt. Maybe they could get Janis the ball a bit more because he was turning on guys and, and doing really good stuff, but maybe didn't get the ball as often. So those things are, are just those little building blocks that you have to to build by experiencing actual game minutes with with different guys that you haven't in the past really played a lot with before. So those are things that I think, again, positives to build on. That's a big one. Um, how much sporting were on the ball, another big one. Just trying to get back to those to those, uh, I guess, things that Sporting Kansas City fans are used to seeing with this team. But a big thing that needs to improve if we're, if we're looking to point at uh, what is wrong, because we've, we've talked about players, Vermees saying that there are problems that need to be fixed. A big one that was reiterated a number of times today by manager Peter Vermees was the defensive mentality. Uh, and, and, didn't, and I asked him, because Johnny Russell had said after the game on Sunday that that starts with the guys up top. And I asked Vermees, you know, how he would assess that that comment essentially and he said well you know looking at, at the recent goals and the back-to-back -back losses it, it wasn't really to do much with the guys up top so he, he's looking at the defense when he when he makes that comment guys up top need to take their responsibility as well though i mean yeah. we've conceded 14 goals we've scored six in eight games i mean that's that's i don't care who you are what you're playing that's you're about that place in in the league if you're only scoring six goals i mean we need more production up mm -hmm. top, and some people are just going to need to step up and kind of, I mean, because the confidence radiates through the team. If you, if the defenders know that strikers are scoring, the midfielders are getting on the ball, the defenders are kind of more, it all it all moves as one unit. Everybody's brimming with confidence or else everyone has no confidence. And it just seems like we need to just start getting things going. Yeah, I, I think my, my read when, when Peter says those things is when you are suffering from setbacks you've lost some players maybe you don't have the chemistry in the midfield that you talked about some things that are beyond your control one thing you can control is the mentality of we're not conceding a goal here 
Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do everything humanly possible to make sure that ball doesn't go in our net. And I think that it's kind of in, in every different sport you hear these analogies. You know, in, in basketball, I always hear coaches say things like, "Hey, some days the ball's going in, some days it's not. You can have a you can have an off night shooting, but your defense should never go away, right? You you can always bring that because that's about attitude and effort, even if you're if you're not feeling it that day offensively. Um, in, in in baseball, they always say about a pitcher, you know, the really good pitchers can still find a way to grind out a game when they don't have their best stuff you know they might their fastball might not be popping the way that it normally does but they find a way to gut their way through it and I to me that's what I hear from Peter right now is we got a lot of stuff going against us we're missing all the players we just talked about we're trying to tinker with some things in the midfield to find out what the best rotation is there and and develop some chemistry there so in the meantime when we get a one nil lead we gotta close the door and see that thing out and is that reasonable I mean you you know I I don't think that Peter Vermees is real interested in reasonable. I think he's interested in we got to do something to get results until we get things going the way we want to get them going. Mm-hmm. And we'll see if they can pull that off. And, 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 and we'll be talking about this game coming up against Columbus. Big opportunity on Saturday to do just that. We'll talk about that game coming up in a little bit. But we're going to take a break right now. And when we come back, we're going to talk with Nikola Voinovich forward for Sporting Kansas City. One of these guys that missed preseason got thrown right into the starting lineup as soon as he got here. We'll talk with him about all of that and more as we come back on the Sporting Kansas City show presented by Michelob Ultra. As devoted Sporting KC fans, we know you travel well to support your club and its boys in blue. So before you travel to the next away game or anywhere for that matter, check out Kansas City International Airport's new terminal progress at buildkci.com. And we're back on the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for SKC Soccer, Sports Radio 810 WHB, wherever you get your podcasts and wherever you stream your video content. We're presented by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. We're joined now by forward for Sporting Kansas City, Nikola Voinovich. Nikola, how are you? Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. Like We had a nice session today, so I'm feeling fine. Uh, a spirited practice. Th- it, it, you guys have been having putting in some some tough practices lately. I know because everybody's trying to turn things around. Uh, what has the training session been like for you so far since joining Sporting KC? So yeah, like you said, we have some things to turn around. The things are not going our way, so we have to change like the mentality. To ap- we have to approach like to every practice at the at with the with the like full power. We we can't like be easy on ourselves even if we even if we talk we have to talk with each other to say what we have like if i'm doing something wrong i i, I want to hear that from my teammate because i want to improve and that's something that we have to work on how has all of that been for you you're, you're new to major league soccer you're new to kansas city to the united states uh to this team how has that been uh just the adjustment for you uh, and, and then when you factor in as well just the team trying to, to turn some things around yeah so i've been in soccer now for yeah. some quite time so that's a that's a normal thing for us you have to adapt as as quick as you as as you can so it's nothing new to me i'm i'm getting used to like my teammates still it's mm-hmm. been like a month and a half that i'm here but i'm still getting used used to them like we need some time to 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 figure out how can we cooperate better and i think we are going in the in the right direction who is a player on the team that um you've maybe hit it off with pretty quickly where th- where that chemistry has kind of been there um, just immediately? I don't know. I've been talking with Robert a lot because he can speak the same language, but I would say like Roger maybe. He's like 
a really nice guy and we talked quite a lot. Roger's always the guy. We, you know, it yeah. seems like he's <laughs> always the guy that everybody gets along with when he, as soon as they come to town. Uh, the language. What's the language? Is it German? Is it uh, Montenegrin? It's Serbian, actually. Serbian, okay. Yeah. So does he speak Serbian as well? Yeah, uh, he speaks Serbian. Yeah, he's Serbian, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, so you got some guys here that you can you can converse with in that regard. So um, that leads me to the next question. I was, I've was i been excited to talk to you ever since I watched your first press conference with the team because as I was watching it, I thought, and this guy's English is really good for somebody. Had you ever been to the United States before? No, never. This is uh, the right. first time here. And yeah. I thought you said that. And, and then somebody asked you on the – on the call, why yeah. is your English so good? And I believe you said movies, movies and NBA basketball. Yeah, NBA basketball and NBA TV shows, like okay. in general, undisputed. I don't know, like <laughs> yeah. first take and those first take kind of and things. all that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you get all those shows back in Montenegro or in Serbia. I do because I'm NBA fan, so I'm okay. following all those things. How did you become an NBA fan? Do you remember? I don't know. When I was a kid, I started like watching and. LeBron was was the biggest star at the moment, so I was like the big fan of Cleveland. And then through the years, I I kept watching the NBA. And so that it. surprises me so much to hear you say LeBron, because the first thing I thought of was, well, of course there are so many players from your region yeah. who are playing in the NBA, going back to Vlade Divac and yeah. and uh, you know. Uh, Sarunas, Yesikevicic, uh, yeah, right? Novi Novitski was Novitsk there. Yeah, yeah, all those guys. There have always been great players from Serbia and Croatia in those areas that have uh, that have played in the NBA, but that's not why you were an NBA fan? No, I just liked it in general, and then I picked my team. I said, it's LeBron, it's Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. basically it. <laughs> yeah. So do you follow, are you a Lakers fan now because LeBron's with Wherever the Lakers? Wherever LeBron goes, I'm, I'm oh, okay. with him. Okay. Did, <laughs> yeah. you, did you play basketball at all growing up? No, never. No, just a fan? Just a fan, yeah. I, that's I mean, it. I think I'm, I'm too short for basketball. You and me both. <laughs> 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 I, I think it's interesting, though, that you say that you also watch shows like Undisputed and First, First Take. Yeah. Do you like the media thing? Would you ever see yourself uh, getting into... No, I, I don't see myself there to be honest it's just it's just funny yeah to see them like talking so Stephen a smith right Stephen a smith and shannon i guess (laughs) (laughs) so who do you got winning the nba title this year even Uh, though lebron's out are you still going to watch the playoffs and everything yeah sure i'm following like every game like so my guy Jokic is basically dead he's boy he's having it are you surprised that he's gotten off to the rough start in the in the playoffs yeah but I don't know that he needs some some help. I yeah, think like he Jamal Murray is injured, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Porter also. Yeah, yeah, but I think I'll go like with with Memphis this time. Actually, really, I'll go with the young guys. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You like John Morant? I do. Yeah, he's an incredible player. Okay, Memphis, you heard it here f- first, folks. Memphis, I'm uh, I'm kind of feeling the 76ers this year a little bit. My guy Joel Embiid, he went to the, my college, so you don't like him. Not your oh guy? No. <laughs> Not my guy. Tell me why. All. Tell me why you don't like him. I don't know. I just I just don't like him. I don't know why. <laughs> he can rub you the wrong way. He's got a big personality. You and know. I hate those fouls that they are calling on him. He's having, having a 
funny free throws per game. That, yeah. That, that's killing me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by the way, your guy's not getting any foul calls. Yeah, Jokic I know. is I not know. getting any yeah. foul calls at all. All right, well, Nick, yeah. you, you mentioned your relationship with Robbie and, and Roger, but but you and Robbie, you said, you know, live in the same building, building and stuff. Yeah. So do you guys watch games together? Is he as big of an NBA fan as you are? No, not actually. Like, F1 is, F1 is probably the the first subject that we talk about he he's watching f me too like that's actually the first sport after the soccer that i follow that nba is the second so we talk a lot about f1 not nba oh, yeah. actually that's i'm like i'm so late to the right yeah now. i'm so late to the party on this because everybody <laughs> i watch says it's incredible and that you've got to watch it what makes it so good can you tell me why it's so fun to watch like the speed, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once it goes fast. So yeah. I know all the, like, the races sometimes because my fiance is very into it as well. Mm. And I remember one night he was like, oh, yeah, like the, the race starts at midnight. And I'm like, Min I'm like midnight. So I know the, yeah, the times are all, all over the world. So right. you never know. So yeah. what's like the the craziest time that you've been up to watch F1? Where you're like, I can't believe I'm awake right now watching this. But you have to watch. It can be like seven in the morning. Okay, yeah. I'll wake up at seven just to watch an F1 yeah. race. Yeah. Do you have a favorite racer, like a driver? Is that what you do? You root yeah. for you? Yeah. Like before, it was Kimi Raikkonen. He's from Finland, but okay. he retired last year. Okay. So I'm going with Max Verstappen. Okay. Where's yeah. he from? He's from Netherlands. Okay. Yeah. All right. So there's our guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna start watching. I'm gonna. I know. Yeah, I yeah, I'm so behind. Yeah. yeah everybody yeah, says it's it's incredible. All right. What about movies? Give me your – do you have a favorite American movie or two or three that uh, that you watched all the time? Maybe – I don't know. There's a lot of movies. Gladiator maybe with Russell Crowe. Yeah. Yeah, yep. that's one of my favorites. You like the action movies then? I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, none of the comedies or anything like that? No comedy. Not no. at all. Like <laughs> romance. No. No romance, like, no yeah. comedy. Get them out of here. Thriller, drama. Yeah. That's, ah. okay. that's my part. Yeah. You want the serious stuff. Okay, yeah. we're, we're, we're visiting with Nikola Voinovich, and we'll get back to the soccer now, but I just thought it'd be fun to get to know you a little bit yeah. on, on that front. Um, we've talked a little bit about it, but I still can't believe you you basically flew here and then you go to Colorado and yeah. you're thrown into the starting lineup in a league you've never played in, um, altitude, all the th other things. I'm sure at the time it's just kind of happening so fast you don't have a chance to really process it. But now that you've been here for a few weeks, has it sunk in how crazy that whole period of time was for you getting here and then getting right into the swing of things? Yeah, we were like talking in the locker room about that I was like man I wasn't expecting that at all <laughs> and then I don't know who Zussi was like we weren't expecting that <laughs> also I was like yeah that was weird when I look at that now like from yeah. this point of view it was it was pretty insane because I arrived at Wednesday I think and then I played it on Saturday it, it didn't feel pretty in the game I was dead to be honest yeah. but now I'm happy that I played because it helped me a lot like physically I'm in pretty good shape now how okay. is Major League Soccer been as a league for you. We talked to Logan and Denbe today, and he noted just how strong and yeah. physical and fast of a league it is. How how have you assessed Major League Soccer so far? Yeah, I would say physical also because you can't relax. Like every ball, every tackle, you have to go 100% or like they'll eat you alive if you mm -hmm. don't. Yeah. yeah, and uh, have there been any players uh, 
around the league? I, I know you haven't played every team yet, but is there a player that you played against that you're like, I can't believe I'm going up against this guy? Or is there a player that, y that you look forward to going up against? No, not actually. You're not paying like attention to those type of things. Ex me, like, I don't like when you go out, you play and you don't care who's on the other side. So Logan kind of said the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 It's it's about just trying to get things right for this team, right? Do you feel like you're starting to develop some of that chemistry with uh, your teammates now? Yeah, last two weeks it felt much better for me. Like I felt confident in practice sessions. Like even in the games I played only like 10, 15 minutes last two games, but I felt that we improved in some some ways when I when I came in. So I think we not we just need one good result, something to build on, and then. It should be good. Well, Nicola, we certainly appreciate the time. Uh, I hope you're enjoying your time in Kansas City so far, and hopefully we get a chance to talk to you again real soon. And good luck to, to Memphis in the yeah. NBA playoffs yeah. for you. Hey, yeah. if they go out and win it, I'm pulling this yeah. clip, and I'm going to post that because it's a nice little prediction. There, there. you go. Thanks a lot, Nicola. Yeah. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Okay, that is uh, Nikola Voinovic. We're going to take a break. We come back. Connor McCourt will rejoin us, and we'll talk Columbus crew coming to town right after this on the Sporting Kansas City Show. And we're back to wrap things up on this edition of the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for SKC Soccer, Sports Radio 810 WHB. We're rejoined by Connell McCourt. Our thanks to Nikola Voinovich for joining us on the show moments ago. Now it's time, guys, to look forward. A couple of things before we get to the Columbus Crew match on Saturday. Ali, you brought it up in the first segment, but let's, let's revisit it. The U.S. Open Cup is back. And the draw is on Friday, and we're going to find out where Sporting Kansas City uh, will be playing. I'm not a huge fan of the regional component to it because we end up seeing the same matchups that we always see. It's Houston, it's Minnesota, it's it's Colorado, somebody like that in the in the tournament. But I'm so excited to have this competition back. I mean, this competition, some of my favorite memories as a Sporting Kansas City yeah. fan slash broadcaster have been in this tournament, not just the cup finals either. Those obviously have been great ones as well, but we missed it for the last two years. It's just awesome to have it back. Well, and when I first moved to Kansas City summer of 2017, I think the Open Cup was like just starting or had just started. Um, so that was like really my first introduction into Sporting Kansas City soccer. I think like the third or fourth game I ever went to was when they lifted the cup. So, I mean, that to me was just such an exciting and, and memorable time that, you know, it was easy it, to get excited about this team and, and trying to get into the whole coverage thing. But um, that was just a memory I'll never forget. Just like getting a picture with the trophy. And, was that 2017? 2017. So that was just something I'll never forget. And really it's, I mean, not every team takes the competition as seriously. Um, Sporting Kansas City is one that has over uh, over you know their history, and so it, it's just really exciting to see what this could be for this team this year. I mentioned this as well in the first segment that Daniel Shallowy had had said it could be a really good kind of galvanizing thing for the group to have this this additional competition here coming out of hopefully coming out of what's been a, a slow start to the season and, and having something that can really not be at all related to the regular season, but a chance to win a trophy. Well. This could be the best thing that could ever happen this sporting season this year, especially because there's ch there is a chance that you could draw a team from USL or you know a weaker a weaker shade on paper. I guess sporting are struggling a bit for confidence at the minute. 
if you need confidence and you go down and you get a good result, you say you get a good draw in the Open Cup and you get a good result in that push for that, like that's an attainable trophy. As you said, that's you remember that night you went to the game, you got pictures and stuff. That's why every sporting fan that went there that remembers that 2017 run will be... I mean, a lot of it, it seems to be here that MLS Cup is the thing to win and everything else is doesn't matter. Push it all to the side. US Open Cup, you remember that night? You remember how special that was? How everyone will remember that? How kids who just got into the, the sport will remember, oh, remember when we lifted the cup at our home stadium in front of our home fans and stuff against a decent New York team as well? Like, this could be the confidence builder that sporting need. So if you, I mean, it doesn't matter who you play, even an MLS team. If you say some teams don't take it as uh, seriously as other teams, I guess, they would tend to put out a weaker squad. I think it kind of depends on how you've started your season. If you are doing flying, doing well at the top of the league, the likes of an Austin or the likes of, they don't really have to, they'll probably not put a strong side out. Seattle in the Champions League, all the extra games they're playing, they'll probably not put a strong side out. This is something that we could put our best 11 out, go for it, say, right, MLS is to the side for the minute tonight. This is US Open Cup. We'll go on a good run here, try and win the cup, and say you get a couple of decent draws, a couple of decent results. Next thing, the confidence is back. So it could be a blessing in disguise for sporting coming through, as you said, the draws on Friday. There are some games tonight and some games tomorrow, so we'll know at least who we can possibly face by the time it comes to tomorrow night after the game. So I think it could be a real good thing for sporting this Open Cup being back. It's a couple things for me. Number one is there's an element of a clean slate to it. Mm-hmm. You go into this competition, the record, the, the two and six record doesn't is exist. completely irrelevant. It mm-hmm. doesn't exist. It's just two teams playing and the winner advances. Uh, that's one thing. Another thing, when we talk about that 2017 season, um, one of my favorite things about the club is looking up on that wall and seeing that 2017 in orange mm-hmm. because of the story of Neil Patterson and that quarterfinal game against FC Dallas oh right gosh. after he passed away in which Ike Opara got kicked in the face and heard the goal getting scored while he was being loaded and into an ambulance. Seth Sinova gets the red card. The whole team fights down, you know, a man for 80 minutes. Eric Palmer Brown has 14 blocks or whatever it was that yeah. he has in the game. That was a quarterfinal. That felt like a cup final that night. Nate, I'm pretty sure that game was like, I'm not kidding, the second sporting game like I ever went to or covered. And I was like, what is like, it was, that is one of the most memorable games that Sporting Kansas City ever team, played in. For they me. were not going to be defeated that night. They were not. No. doesn't matter what. See what you said. Yeah. When we talk uh, about mentality, I right, mean, that, that right team, there is, They were not losing that game. That's yeah. just the way it was. Losing was not an option during those 90 minutes of, yeah. of that game. You know, it was just like, we're winning this game and we're advancing on. The group was galvanized. Sadly, it took uh, the death of Neil Patterson to kind of do it. But next thing, everyone was together. There were one group, one unit. We're not losing this game. Mm-hmm. So you need to find some of that mentality coming back into this Open Cup again. But the point being is that it doesn't even take the Cup Final to create memories for life. Like some of the most legendary moments to me that have happened in the Open Cup, that game was a quarterfinal. The penalty shootout against San Jose in the next round, that was kind of, to me, that was as we were building the the legend of Tim Melia as a penalty yeah. stopper. You know, all those things happened. 
And then you get to the cup final, and obviously winning a trophy is what you remember the most. That's the thing that stands forever. The number goes up on the wall. You get the trophy. You get to keep it and all that. So, yeah, it's going to be exciting. And, hey, it's the oldest soccer tournament in uh, the United States of America, and it's got Lamar Hunt's name on it. Has so, a bit of prestige to you know, it. There's, yeah. To me, it's a lot of fun, and it's great to have it back after missing it for the past two years. So we'll find out on Friday where Sporting Kansas City will be playing and who they will be playing in their first round of the competition coming up on Friday. Now on Saturday, Sporting Kansas City against Columbus. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't remember. Is it Columbus Crew SC? Is it the Columbus Crew? They've yes. they've they've rebranded two or three times, but it's still the Columbus Crew. Basically, yes. is what they are. I think they're Columbus Crew SC technically yep. now at this point. Um, bottom line is they're a team that won MLS Cup a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and they've kind of fallen on hard times a little bit at least to start this season as well. What are we looking forward to in this game, Allie? Yeah, I, I think two sides that are really trying to get back on track. Columbus Crew have three straight losses, three straight games with no goals scored after coming out to a hot start this season. So they're looking to get back into form, hoping that Sporting Kansas City can be that confidence boost game for them. And Sporting Kansas City on the flip side, looking to get back to their winning ways at home and looking to have the Columbus crew be that confidence building team. And, you know, I thought it was interesting. Their head coach, uh, Caleb Porter, was saying that he kind of feels like a lot of those chances that that could bounce your way just haven't those half chances uh, for other teams are, are ending up in the back of the net and their full chances are are just not not making in the back of the net who does that sound like sporting kansas city right now so two teams that have maybe been a little bit unlucky even despite some good buildup or some positive things in the game so i think that's a big thing to look for is, is how these two teams respond after coming off a stretch of games where they've really struggled um but you know as far as key players go Lucas Celerian is going to be one to watch uh, for the Columbus crew. Really dangerous on set pieces. He's kind of their go-to guy. And, and I think for Sporting Kansas City, they just have to, to be aware of him and, and try to, to kind of stop this, this, uh, this leakage of goals that's happening right now. I, I think a really good defensive performance at home, getting another clean sheet there, getting back to that, um, and being really solid on set pieces after what happened against Nashville – when we talk about that mentality and building that confidence, I think that's going to be really big for the group. Yeah, well, concentration has to be there for the whole 90 minutes. I mean, it can't be – this is not a team that can give silly fouls away around the area. It's not, as you've seen, Celeron scores free kicks for fun. Seven <laughs> Scored seven since he came into the league. And you can't afford to give away those niggly fouls that we've been kind of giving away in and around the area. So 90 minutes, and they're going to need concentration. Both teams coming off a three-game skid. I don't know the last time either team lost four games in a row, but I don't think Caleb Porter or Peter Vermees are going to be the one, the manager that's going to want to take that on. And uh, it's a massive game for both teams. It's strange to say so early in the season, possibly a bigger game for us because we're at home. We're going to have the foothold in the game. We're expected to get three points, let's be honest. And for now, it almost seems like three points is a must. Uh, you're at home. You need to win your games at home. On the road, can be touch and go. You can get lucky you can get some draws some wins you need to win your home games we've done good at home this year apart from the nashville game obviously the we've won two games one nil i think we've been defensively sound performed well just kind of needs to keep it that way get back to that mindset and hopefully just take the the w from columbus because they're going to be out fighting for it as well celerian as you said he's the key man you need to shut him down i'm interested to see what our approach will be to him who exactly is going to be left mm-hmm. with him? Is he going to be able to operate in a pocket of space in front of the back four? I guess it depends on who the number six and stuff is, but we'll see all that when it comes to game day. I'm excited like, because 
this is what it's all about. Both teams have a lot to play for here coming into it, just to even get the fans back on side for both sides. It's going to be a big game and a big three points. Let's just hope we get it. Well, both sides are struggling to get goals from their number nine so far this year as well. And I played some comments for Ali and you oh, yeah. yesterday from Caleb Porter in it's which too, uh, too good looking. Yeah, he's, he he <laughs> he suggested that maybe uh, the the goal scorers, the number nines he have he has in Columbus are, are too too handsome, <laughs> and uh, they need some neck tats or maybe some missing yeah. teeth mm. to uh, to mm. to score some more goals. And so I'm curious your thoughts on. I mean, you know, we we. The importance of neck tattoos when it comes to scoring goals. Have you ever really considered that ratio, mm. uh, Connell, as, uh, as, as a soccer fan yourself? I haven't. Can, uh, can you search that in the second spectrum? They got some sort of uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Neck select tattoo. a neck tat box mm -hmm. for yeah. pulling clips. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like how it relates to expected goals, expected yeah. neck tats or something like that. I don't know. Well, yeah. Carlos Vela, has he got any neck, neck tats? Tattoos? Correlation to expected goals. You know, they say the same for broadcasters, too. I, I think I think we just, yeah. as a crew, just should come out with uh, <laughs> some nice some nice new ink. Yeah. A little bit of grit. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't remember Carlos Vela having any tattoos. I don't think so. I um, mean, he does all right scoring. Johnny Russell has multiple tattoos. I don't know if he has any neck tats. Um, I'm sure they go up pretty high, don't if, they? They if, go up kind of high, but he's got the one behind his ear. Yeah. I don't know, it's it's kind of go. it's kind of approaching that any, any tattoo above the shoulder makes you a goal scorer mm -hmm. right. in, in in general i think he was he was obviously we, we joke about it i think the point my assumption is the point that caleb porter is trying to get at there is he wants he wants some nastiness in there he wants a little bit of and, and i mean maybe peter vermees would would phrase it as that mentality that he wants to see on the defensive side i'm going to do everything i possibly can to keep this ball from going in the guy that I think of immediately is Joseph Martinez. When you think yeah. about neck tattoos right. and nastiness in front of goal, right. he's one of the best to ever do it in Major League Soccer. But do both of these teams need that a little bit? I wonder, is that is that a fair thing to say they need just a little more nastiness in front of goal when it comes to scoring right now? Um, I mean, it's it's easy to make the argument when you're not scoring, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if someone, yeah. uh, I mean, Remy Volter has been all right in front of goal. I don't see any neck tattoos on him. I mean, yeah. he's, he's a nasty enough player, but the likes of, I guess when you're thinking like nasty center forwards, like, and a nasty is maybe, I don't know, is that the right term? I, I guess just kind of like a... It's like gritty goals, like someone who's just, just like, like, no an, matter what you're going to... I mean, to I think of Olivier Giroud as one of the most beautiful men I've ever seen <laughs> in my life, and he's, you know, look at him. But he's a big lot as well. He <laughs> yeah, can put himself up, you know? Yeah, he can, yeah. But, uh... Did you lose your train of thought because yeah, you're, now lose. you're lost. And I'm yeah. thinking of Giroud. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean oh. it, it's it's not, it's enough to make you lose your concentration, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah, you do. Well, we'll see where Sporting Kansas City go with this. It's a big game against Columbus on Saturday, and then they 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 are back a, home, home again. Yep. Against FC Dallas. And FC Dallas are looking good right yeah. now. Yep. I don't know if Jesus Ferrer has any neck tats now that I think of I know, it. I know we're going to like really do scoring a deep goals dive right here. now um, for for FC Dallas. Um, it's got to start with this game against Columbus, you know, but but this is a chance to take care of a couple of home games, and if you can do that, maybe some of that confidence we talked about yeah. starts to come back. Well, and what I'm really interested to see, and Daniel Shalwey kind of alluded to this today when we were doing the media availability, was that he liked how they they lined up against LAFC with the double pivot, and I'm curious to see if that's something that they stick mm -hmm. with a little bit. And I am curious, you know, Marinos Johnny's came in as maybe a bit more natural left winger, but he's played a decent amount of minutes playing as a you know type of attacking mid uh, role for Sporting Kansas City. And he, he was explained to me by some of the technical staff as having some of those same kind of free-spirited qualities as Gotti Kinda. And so I'm just curious to see how he keeps building into this team and how – 
that relationship with players like Daniel Shallowy and Johnny Russell develops because that'll be really key you know, for him and, and then for the success of the team going forward. So I think that's just an, a really intriguing storyline that I'm curious to see how it unfolds and curious to see if they line up the same way as they did against LAFC uh, with that, that different look in the midfield. All right, go ahead. No, it's a, I just think it's all to do with personnel. Just whoever mm -hmm. we have available, I think they're going to try and play our game. Let's, let's remember, they're coming into our house, so it's we play our game and then they do whatever. They'll try and break us down. They'll try and sit in, not let us. I do think... This Colorado team can be got it. The defense can be got it. It's the same Columbus. usual character. Sorry, Columbus, <laughs> apologies. Like, it's the same characters that we've seen. It's the Pedro Santos, the Jonathan Mensa. The it's the same players we're going to be playing against. We know what they're about and what they can do. But this year, they've been susceptible to leaking goals. So, hopefully, if we can get things clicking up front, then... Like the way I clicked there as well when no, I said I that. Yeah. Clicking up front, and hopefully we can get a couple of goals out of it. I mean, if we get one or two goals, just what it'll do for the confidence. It'll just lift the whole team. I think you're going to be looking at two desperate teams on Saturday to get a result, and that usually makes for a pretty good game. So it should be a lot of fun at Children's Mercy Park on Saturday, 7.30, 7 o'clock pregame on Sports Radio 810 WHB on 38 The Spot on the Sporting KC app and SportingKC.com. You got it all covered there. You'll be able to watch it any one of those ways or listen to it as well. For Connor McCourt and for Ali Trost and for Nikola Voinovich for joining us on the show today as well. Napier Katie saying thanks for listening or watching, and we'll see you next time on the Sporting Kansas City Show presented by Michelob Ultra.